This podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. To get a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash thelapse today. That's audibletrial.com slash T-H-E-L-A-P-S-E. Now, if only I had a cheerleader. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Lapse Storytelling Podcast, where we tell true stories gussied up. I'm your host, Kyle Jest, and today... Wait, hold on. Record scratch. Thank you, record scratch. This show's been going for about six months now, and you guys are the best listeners ever. I routinely melt into just like a puddle of lovey-dovey garbage anytime you send me an email. The catch is, I have so little time these days making the show that I don't have time to promote the show. In order for me to keep making the show, the show's gotta keep growing. So I'm looking for a producer, or hell, anyone that wants to work with me to get this sucker as far out there as we possibly can. Let's take the thousands and make them more thousands, huh? Send me an email at stories at thelapse.org. Maybe we can help each other out. Today, we've got a story about life on the road. And Lord, don't I know. Life on the road ain't easy. Actually, I don't know that at all. But Becca V's knows exactly what that's like. Or, more accurately, a life on the rails. If you've ever had dreams of joining the hobo underground with nothing but a bindle on your back, Becca's been there, done that. I'm calling this one Crew Change. Here it comes. This is The Lapse. All right, ready? Let's go. Becca, Billman, Tim, and Taylor sprint across the graveyard and hop the fence. Becca and her buds have a train to catch. Only thing is, they don't have a ticket. And this isn't a passenger train. That's why they've got this guide. Uh, direction book called the Crew Change. Crew Change is the stowaway's bible sacred among train hoppers and forbidden to post online. You kind of have to know someone who has it. My friends had one. They got it from another train rider they met. And mostly, you know, they end up being copies of copies of copies. And it shows. Tiny, tiny font written by this guy who goes by train doc. He was kind of this mysterious guy. No one knew what exactly what he looked like. The crew change was a compilation of his writing and what other train writers have said. When the crews change, the train stops. When the train stops, they're free to board. If they don't get caught. Becca squints to read the notes. Walk 500 paces to the hole in the fence. Wait by the thorn bush and your train should stop to uh, crew change around midnight or so. But there is no thorn bush. The rail company was kind of catching on. I guess uh, they chopped down all the bushes because they knew. Once a train comes, you don't know how long it's going to be there. Some crews take a very long time to change, and some crews are very speedy. So you have to be kind of quick. Becca's buddy Tim peeks into each of the train's cars. This ain't exactly his first rodeo. Nope, that's not a good ride. That's not a good ride. You might have an image of Becca's crew, and you might be right. Punk vest, patches, button choppy, you know, they all have at least one stick and poke tattoo. <laughs> 19 and 20 somethings with just one mission. Hitching. What we got on was called a cheese grater. There's holes in them, the width of like my arm span. You see the tracks right there. One wrong slip and you can fall under the train. Months go by from Massachusetts to New York, and onwards. Becca's on the rails so long she realizes maybe it's time she told Mom the truth. We're gonna go camping for the weekend. About where she is. Wisconsin, I told her. I'm riding the rails. 
mean, you know, you're 19 and I can't, you know, there's nothing I can do. Just uh, harness your inner uh, street smarts, I suppose. <laughs> My dad was almost a little bit jealous. We've always grown up camping and backpacking, hiking. It is urban hiking, in a way. But come Portland, the kids are ready to turn around. They need to head east, but the crew change guide is, at the best of times, a little obtuse. A small, bespectacled man totters up beside them. Probably in his 50s, kind of a hiking nerd. You kids look lost. Becca says, a little. That's Tim, Taylor, and Billman. I'm Becca. Yeah, uh uh-huh, okay. Did you read my book? Becca hesitates. You're what? The man reaches for their copy of Crew Change. This one, right here. That's me. The group exchanges a glance. It could be. I'm Train Doc. Now where did you say you were going? It was like meeting a celebrity. You know, I was kind of skeptical because this man is so elusive, you know, how do we know it's really him? But after talking to him for a while, he talked exactly how the crew change was written out. He was well-spoken, but he was confusing at times. I was about 27. He said he started yeah. riding trains when he was about 27 and really hadn't stopped since. Sure, I had a home. He had a home, but he just chose to ride the rails just because he loved it so much. You gotta love him. So he told us where to catch this train eastbound. As we were getting on, we were running. I actually tripped and got my foot caught in a root and sprained my ankle pretty bad. Becca's friends help her to her feet and dust her off. Can you get on? Can we still do this? And I threw them my pack and I was like, okay, let's go. With the whole pack on board, the kids wave goodbye to Train Doc. But Train Doc's not waving back. He was yelling at us and we heard him say, You're on the wrong train. So we were on this train for a while, and uh, we didn't necessarily know where it was taking us. They roll through such remote parts, it's hard to tell where you are sometimes. As the sun climbs higher, their car is getting hotter. And hotter. And hotter. They feel like they're cooking. We're running out of water, and the train kept siding out a lot, which means it was stopped either waiting for another train to pass, or, you know, something went wrong ahead and this train had to wait. It would side out for like, you know, eight hours at a time. We were in the middle of nowhere. We didn't know if we should just get off and start walking, but this was, you know, hard for us to decide because I couldn't really walk that well. The gang knowing where they were going, they'd ration their water. They know where they can get some, but it's risky. About a dozen cars back, there's a mini-fridge full of water meant for the crew. So they split up two and two while the train stopped. Billman helps Becca limp along. And me and Billman were on trucking along. He was helping me limp by all the cars. As we're about six cars away, we um, hear it air up. The ch- And when you hear that sound, you know you're going to go soon. We threw our packs into the nearest car and tried to hop on. The train starts moving, but the car they chose... This is not one they want to be in. So this is what my friends were talking about when they said the unsafe rides. This was a suicide ride. No wall, no ceiling, no floor. There's nothing. There's like few metal two-by-fours. You're just kind of looking down at the tracks rolling past you. Should the train stop suddenly, if there's an emergency, Becca and Billman will be thrown under. All they can do is hold on, ride it out, and hope that the train will side out again. 
when you wish upon a star. The train started slowing down. We were going to get caught. There were two cops that came up at us, but I knew I couldn't run. I knew I would get caught because of my sprained ankle. They came at us with uh, taser guns. We just held our arms up. We're like, we're okay. We're just kids. Billman mentioned that I was hurt. They proceeded to give us water and M&Ms while they were asking us if there was anyone else on the train. Beck and Billman aren't talking, but the cops are wise to this stuff. And before long, all four kids are given citations. Meanwhile, Becca gets her ankle patched up at the hospital. They were baffled at how dirty I was. They were like, you're the dirtiest person that's ever come in here. I was used to it, staring at my dirty friends and not looking in a mirror for so long. I guess I didn't realize how dirty I was. But they offered me a shower, which was amazing. (laughs) Yeah, shower. Becca's crew takes different directions. They've got different desires, so they split up a couple times. She's used to panhandling and begging for the money, but that's not working anymore either. After six months, even she's beginning to duck her out. The cops were giving us just a really hard time. They wanted us out of their town, and yet they kept trying to arrest us. We had no money, so at this point we really were just in need of the kindness of a stranger to just buy us a bus ticket out of there. We didn't even care about riding a train anymore. But they're in luck, thanks to one man, his church, and a pile of unspent charity funds. A one-way ticket to New York. Right in time for Christmas. I never really left back for the rails after that Christmas break. My parents picked me up, which um, goes back to the whole, uh, you know, I have a home thing. But it was great, you know. Like, I don't regret any of it. And, you know, I don't don't feel really guilty because, you know, now I'm in a place where I can pay it forward and help those still traveling and struggling. It was hard kind of, like, accumulating material things again. You know, I didn't really want to. I don't think I fully ever adjusted back. You know, I still don't have a full closet full of of dresses. I, I still only have a few pairs of shoes, but I like that. There's part of me that still says, like, don't hold on to too much because you never know when you might just want to get up and go. I view it as riding a bike. Once you get on a few trains, you know how it works and you can always go back if you want. Now you know you're never really stuck somewhere. Maybe one day a little low-security ride. That story again was shared by Becca Vees. I'll be honest, I'm still kind of envious. If you heard our last episode, you should know by now, trespassing is my favorite crime. (laughs) Major thanks again to Jesse Brennan for the transcription. It's funny, I genuinely tried to find a copy of The Crew Change online, and I'll tell you... It's true, people don't like to share that thing. But I did manage to snag one eventually, and I wish I could share it with you because it's just, it's nonsense. If you don't know what you're looking at, which I don't. But hey, rules are rules, right? I said this before, but I'm on a little reality show called The Audience Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. on the W Network in Canada. If you don't have cable or you're not in Canada and you wanna see my very softly lit face, duke it out on TV, uh, visit thelaps.org. I'll have a link to the episodes I'm in there. Also, if you've seen it, doesn't the narrator sound kind of like me? I feel like I should be getting a royalty check. As always, stories at thelaps.org is where you want to reach me if uh, you want to get on the show. 
or to just talk. I like to talk. I actually went for a beer with a fan the other day, and that was that was weird. <laughs> Let's we'll leave it at that for now. Lastly, get your free audiobook and support this show at audibletrial.com/thelaps. My name is Kyle Jest, and this was The Laps. Thank you so much for listening.